Introducing Blackened Cigars, M81 by Drew Estate. A dark, bold, and unapologetic cigar collaboration. My job is all about taste. So when James mentioned he wanted to create an exclusive cigar, I was stoked. Like Metallica, Drew Estate has some of the most hardcore fans out there. I've known Rob Dietrich for years. And when he approached me to collaborate on this, we couldn't be more excited. I mean Metallica, Black and & Whiskey, and Drew Estate, what could be a better passion project? We all came up with the vision of what a blackened M81 cigar would look and taste like. M81, Metallica formed in 1981, as you can see right here, just so I don't forget. <laughs> and now you won't forget because it's on this. We needed to craft a cigar unlike anything in our portfolio. One that would take cigar fans on the deepest, darkest, heaviest journey into the mystical world of Maduro. Full-bodied with notes of espresso, leather, and dark chocolate. A wrapper, a binder, a filler that is all Maduro, and they are all grown in separate places. You talk about a heavy leaf cigar. This is beyond passion. This shit is straight amplification. Blackened Cigar M81 by Drew Estate is bold, rich, and powerful enough to satisfy the most experienced cigar connoisseur, but also balanced that new cigar lovers can enjoy its tantalizing smoking experience as well. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate. Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. There's your co-host in a very lovely white hat and unbuttoned white t-shirt, Randy Griggs. Almost can't Coming see to you live. Him. Yeah. Like, Ooh, look well, at that. No, he yeah. actually stands out quite well. Um He's he's kind of like the 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 light on the back of your iPhone, you know, when you turn it on, it's like bing, and there's Randy, bing. I love it, I love it. No, but but to, to Jordan's point, why does my camera think that that the soccer squat squatch is oh, that, the, the star of the show? Oh, your glasses. You're not in the middle. You got to get in the middle. And it's, your glasses are so bad. You're too bright. You're reflective. There's a whole bunch of stuff going Take on here, Randy. Take it off. As if, as if they, I can't pull off this hat without the glasses. Actually, actually, I, I will say that, like, since I've taken to uh, prescription uh, glasses and like tried to like, you know, I think I've talked about it on the show. I, I think I have uh, seven or nine pairs or something like that. Um, and I, I, like, they frame my face differently, so they allow me to accessorize uh, slightly differently. I never, I never like tried even tried to pull off this hat without. The like thick rimmed glasses. So uh, I apologize for everybody on the uh, podcast that you can't uh, get a sneak peek. I, uh, no, 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 that's the wrong apology to make. No, no, that's the wrong. That's you're making the wrong apology here. Uh, <laughs> apology is is warranted, but not that one. Um, <laughs> welcome one. to everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of Flavor Odyssey. If you're watching on Facebook, go ahead and hit that share button. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you're watching us live on the YouTubes. Uh, go ahead, like, subscribe. Um, we appreciate that and share your comments 
Uh, if you're listening on podcast, uh, thank you for tuning in. You're missing Le- Randy's lovely outfit and his weekly uh, new pair of glasses. Uh, we appreciate you all tuning in. Give us that five-star review and subscribe if you're following us on you know, Apple or Spotify or wherever it is that you find us. We appreciate you tuning in. Randy, I've been wearing glasses for probably 20 years. Maybe 20, oh, 20 so years. Longer than take. you. Take that, and, and you have been wearing them for about a year. <laughs> You have in Less, that year yeah. you've owned more pairs of glasses than I have in twenty. Is that right? Oh, I I would be willing to bet uh, vital body parts on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I know what to get you for your birthday <laughs> for and Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. I just yeah, I just need your prescription. I'll, I'll go to Dana. I'll, I'll go around you and get yeah, the yeah, prescription. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you the. We'll get you the, the digits no. there. Um, although yeah. I, I tell you, I, these I, are, I, I did get some new. Pal. I did get some new glasses. Uh, these are relatively new. I think some uh, Chad to Chad. I think pointed that out a couple weeks ago. Some with the classic Ray Bans, Randy classic look. You know, that's very me. Yeah, it's on brand. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. anyway, no one really cares at all about our glassware. What everybody really cares about is what is going on in the dugout, boys. I think we have a full studio audience today. Yes. We uh, do. Well, it's it's looking exciting. In we in got uh, Matt's mixing back we there. We got Scotty Brayband of Trinity Cigar Lounge, the world's greatest mobile cigar lounge. We've got Connor Slump of the Thirsty Oak, the world's greatest whiskey podcast. He's got those epic today. thighs exposed with those shorty shorts he's got on. Yeah. Finally, he deserves to do it. And we've got Maddie, Maddie over there working his magic with our drink that we will talk about later, so we're super excited. Guys, I have been waiting for this show for so long because this is, this is some cigar geeky kind of stuff. If you're into cigars, this is the show for you because we're going to be talking about something on this show, boys, that... This only our audience is going to know this kind of stuff. Most podcast cigar audiences, they have no idea about some of the cool stuff that's happening in the cigar industry. And tonight is one of those nights where we're going to talk about something that is super cool in the cigar industry and tobacco. So I'm pumped. I can't wait till you guys dive into this thing. Well, thank you for that. That excitement. I appreciate that coming yeah. from uh, coming from the, the home audience there. Appreciate that. Uh, Randy, today we are going... Beyond terroir. Mm, I think it was far. It was far from terroir. Far from terroir, beyond terroir, whatever. You guys get the idea. Put put that image up there, uh, Jordan. That this lovely. I, I think you you drew this freehand. Look at that. That yeah. is yeah. Just I mean, yeah, that's the, a couple the, of guys the, cruising around in their space the, suits. The, 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 this is just colored pencils, not even that well sharpened. Like, yeah, that is how skilled that Jordan is. He just kind of he just he was That's sitting in the it. bathroom, and he was like, "I think I'll sketch out, you know, this week's just yeah, cover." It's, it's, it's very whimsical. Producing, I'm maybe. waiting for the uh, waiting for the face hugger to jump out of the plant there and and <laughs> em, em, embed some eggs into Randy's stomach. We were uh, gonna, I'm the one we, on the left. We were, we were gonna have the uh, the astronauts in a in a tiny little sub, but we but then this week it's just, it's too just, soon. It was too, too soon. soon. It had to. Had, we had to. Yeah. We had to pivot. We had to pivot. It's too soon. Oh, I get. Uh, I got I, that one. It took me a minute. But I got that. Too soon. <laughs> and, and before this show implodes, let's go ahead and uh, hey! what it is that uh, that we're smoking today. <laughs> Actually, I feel kind of terrible for that. Robbie, how could you sing so low? <laughs> oh, hey, nice. oh nice. Dad jokes. 
Uh, Randy, uh, we are dead guys we're going. at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> no, that, that doesn't work. I'm trying. Come on. I'm trying. Randy, reel us in. We are reel us in. <laughs> See another one. No. Uh, <laughs> they didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> that was really unintended. Um, usually when oh, they say shit. no pun intended, it's, yeah. you know. Well, when you're under pressure. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Randy, what what the hell are we talking about this week? I don't know how that became in. that topic, but that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I think we're done with the show. I'm out. <laughs> I'm mic dropping that whole segment. All right. So uh, moving into what we're going over this week. All right. Um, so it is our final episode of the uh, of the Cigar Trends segment. And, you know, uh, I, and I love the name Far From Terroir. Honestly, uh, Rob, that's going to be a p- big part of uh, kind of my contribution to the show. You know, I haven't really talked about that at all, but uh, I, have a, I have a lot of thought, uh, thoughts about origin flavor and how that's affected in, in transplanting uh, agriculture from one uh, area to another, especially when you're talking about like going from one hemisphere to another Um uh, r- really has a, a huge effect. You know, I think so, so often we overlook the, um, the agricultural contribution of flavor. Uh, and and that, that, that concept spreads far wider than just cigars. But uh, so tonight we're going to be smoking um, cigars that are wrapped in tobacco that is, was grown in a fairly uncommon origin. Uh, and so... Um, I know uh, several of uh, several of us, uh, you and I both, Rob, are going to be smoking the Aladino Cam- Cameroon. Uh, Aladino Cameroon. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about it, but uh, um, the the quick short version is that uh, this is grown in Honduras. This Cameroon tobacco obviously uh, originates from the country of Cameroon in Africa, um, and so we'll we'll have an opportunity to talk about. The flavor that we expect of Cameroon, what we're getting from this cigar, and how uh, we believe uh, you can create yet another variation of flavor um, by by basically transplanting uh, something from its known uh, region of of, uh, of growing areas to another. Now, I, I think, Randy, like some people might say, maybe they wouldn't, and maybe this would just be something that I might say if I didn't really know that much about you know, what was really going on in the industry today, which I really don't. Um, but wouldn't, I mean, couldn't we just say that about just like almost all Nicaraguan tobacco and all Honduran tobacco? Didn't it all just come from Cuba anyway? For the you most could part? say that. One, one absolutely could say that. Uh, but the reality is, you know, once something is transplanted for a certain amount of time, um, they, they actually say that uh, nine, uh, nine, what is it cycles basically from its hometown it from its its homeland it actually is no longer uh like, like we see in our industry a, a ton uh uh cuban cuban seed yeah cuban seed tobacco they say that you can only say that for the first nine generations so what they do is they take that seed from cuba they plant it in nicaragua they grow a plant they take a seed from that plant next plant is now the second generation and so each uh, harvesting of seeds, you can only go nine uh, generations away before it's believed that it has genetically changed and is now adapted to that terroir and that climate. 
and has has now taken on a, a different um, uh, potentially flavor uh, kind of attributes and growing attributes for that matter. You know, the same uh, plant might need more or less water, might be more or less, uh, uh, you know, able to, to resist different um, diseases or be more susceptible to different diseases. And so they genetically change with time. And then additionally, we, we've we've set a standard now. You know, Nicaragua has been such a, a heavy hitting uh, agricultural region for tobacco for su such a, a long period of time now that we've become very accustomed to that flavor uh, that, that we've uh, been handed all this time. But then there's also other tobaccos that don't come from Cuba, uh, like what we're smoking today. The, it, the Cameroon is known to be so unique because it is a, a natural um, land breed from, um, from elsewhere. Now, now I've, I've read other uh, you know, tales about how tobacco got to Africa in the first place and how tobacco got to Connecticut in the first place. But after generations and generations have gone by, you know, we've we've now become accustomed to and, and, and just established that that flavor from that region is what we expect from that tobacco. Now, uh, right. Robbie, Randy, you mind if I butt in here for just a quick second? Um, Please. Butt. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, but I what both of you guys just said was super smart and. Robbie, you raised the greatest question because that's the question I was going to sort of like talk about later on in the show. But now that we're talking about it, we might as well. I think that you what you said was 100 percent right. But what on this show, what we're trying to do is these emerging trends. So we're trying to find the new the new ones that are now just sort of emerging, you know, like Honduran broadleaf, um, Honduran Cameroon, uh, we, we Corojo in uh, Connecticut, like that kind of stuff. Which isn't typically what we right. think of. Like, yeah, like, Robbie, you're so right. Like, all the ones in Nicaragua, those at one time could have been on this show, you know, 20 years ago or something like that. Right. But what, what is happening, you know, right now? Maybe, you know, in seven years from now, all of these will be passe. The ones that we're smoking tonight will be passe. And then there'll be some other interesting, you know, sort of far from terroir um, types of tobacco so we're going to try to highlight some of the ones that are kind of emerging just right now in the last maybe year or two so uh in that uh in that note if uh, all of you watching the show go ahead and use the hashtag pairing uh with your comments let us know uh what you're smoking and what you're drinking um we're really curious to see what uh cigars you all were able to find that have um i see a couple uh in here in the in the post or in the comments uh kevin and barb uh, are smoking the Alec Bradley Double Broadleaf, which has uh, Honduran-grown Connecticut Broadleaf, which is really cool. I hear that cigar is really great, Randy. I've never smoked it, but I hear it's really good. Um, the uh, <laughs> Nothing? No reaction? Come on. Give me a reaction. Uh, and then, uh, so this was an interesting one, and I brought this up at the end of, of last show. Mike Harvey is smoking the Aston VSG with the Sumatra seed grown in Ecuador. So Ecuadorian Sumatra, that's been around for so long. And it's right. become, like, I think if we're smoking a Sumatra, nine times out of ten, it's probably Ecuadorian. Most of them are, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and you yeah. could even say that really about Connecticut Shade, Connecticut, for, that, yeah. for that matter. Oh, yeah, um, exactly. So there, it's, it's that same kind of thing. The stuff that we're talking about now, um, you know, is, is a little bit ahead of, uh, of that. But, like, five or six years from now, it's going to be something really cool, Randy, that we might not even know about. 
Randy, well do you done. want to touch well on uh, uh, Joe Machado was saying nine generations? I actually think it's seven, but um, nine generations could be as little as four and a half years. Well, he, he didn't quite finish his comment here, but like, I think he's saying like, uh, you know, why would why would that be significant if it's only you know a couple years and it's already a new, it's already considered part of the land? Uh, I think you know most guys would say that you know, like that first harvest is those seeds. There's a every single plant produces a billion uh, tobacco seeds, and they are able to keep those for 10 to 15 years. So you're able to theoretically work off just generation one for 15 years. Then you're moving into it can you can make this last a long, long time. That's math I no, can't that, even do. That, no, that that's a great point. And did I get that wrong? Is it seven, Jordan? I think it's seven. Chad, Chad to Chad chimed in and said he thought it was six. So uh, there seems to be some uh, some consternation. No, I don't know if that's the right word. No, no, with no, no, some no. Disagreement Chad, on Chad, this. Chad, Chad, Chad's just mistaken. Uh, <laughs> I, as, yeah. I, he's, he's usually as, wrong, isn't that? Isn't that kind of his deal? That's his thing. No, as as, as was I, I, I misremembered that. Uh, Jordan and I uh, had long conversations you, with, with people uh, 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 <laughs> that uh, that know this stuff uh, uh, far better than, than we do I, th- I think uh, I, I think Jordan's right it's it's seven generations and so, and so uh, I and I love the point that uh, that Jordan made of just like well yeah and these seeds anyone watching our show I would imagine has seen uh, a tobacco seed but it's it's the pecania uh, well, is the word Randy very, it's very it's extremely tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these they're smaller than poppy seeds. Like they look dust. like poppy like seeds, but they're seed even smaller. Of. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're ultra tiny. So, so like in a shot glass, you'd fit a uh, hundred thousand of these things. So, um, so to, so to Jordan's po- point, you wouldn't need to work all that hard to like. Even if you only had a small amount to start with, you could live off that second generation for ever um if if you were to so choose Uh, but as as each as each new plant grows from seed it's absorbing all the nutrients from from the the terroir that it's in it's what terroir literally means is the earth in which it grows it's it's a it's a mixture of not only the um the salts and the minerals and the compounds that are that are in the earth but the microclimates the the moisture the humidity you know all plays a role and they genetically morph and change, you know, with time as, as, as after they've moved. And so I actually have a lot more experience uh, in, in this conversation when, when it comes to wine grapes, coffee seeds, um, hops. You know, all these all these plants have been, you know, in, in, in coffee, wine and beer that I've studied, you know, all of these have been moved to other areas, and and that's one of the the big things that, that people really get excited about, and it's one of the things they talk so much about Nicaragua for is how similar their terroir is in areas of Nicaragua to Cuba, and that's why Nicaragua has been such a hub for tobacco growth is because they believe that they found a similar loamy volcanic soil, they found similar microclimates that they can grow in that could literally mimic that of the Pinar del Rio uh, region. It's the same thing in wine that Napa is believed to be the the closest thing to Bordeaux um, from a terroir and and an environmental 
kind of uh, exposure so that you can have a more similar uh, you know, flavor profile where if you took that same Cabernet grape and you tried to grow it in Montana, you might grow grapes and they might be, they might do very well, but your flavor profile is likely going to be significantly different than that same Cabernet rootstock that was grown in Bordeaux or in Napa Valley. What do you think, Rob? <laughs> I thought that there was going to be follow-up questions. That's why I left it. Uh, I left it quiet. But that's it, it, it's it's interesting. And we talk about tobacco. I mean, obviously, we talk about tobacco a lot. And there's so many corollaries between you know with beer and hops and with wine and grapes. All the same things that you just mentioned. It is it is interesting how something could be like this complete change and then you know within a, a year or two it's accepted and now it's the new norm and then we move on to something else um <clears throat> i think nothing it's nowhere is that more obvious i think than in like in the wine industry and and the uh in, and in hops the hop industry has just freaking exploded over the last what 10 years uh when we designer hops and things of that nature so it's 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 it makes sense to start seeing the same types of uh um uh, new ideas and new uh, new trends in the cigar industry as well, uh, given that uh, tobacco is obviously a, a grown product. Um, Randy, we are deep into the show. We have not talked about our pairings yet. Uh, we are, I think we're all smoking the Aladino Cameroon, uh, which, as uh, you probably mentioned and I wasn't listening, has the uh, Honduran, um, the Honduran uh, Cameroon wrapper. Uh, with Corojo and uh, Corojo or uh, Honduran and <laughs> Honduran binders and fillers. It's a Honduran puro, Randy. That's really all I was trying to get at. But uh, sometimes my words fail me. Uh, the beverage, Randy, that I'm drinking tonight, <clears throat> I'm going with something a little new. This is uh, a little a, a beer uh, cocktail, which I tend mm. to shy away from. But the Beggar's Banquet is so damn tasty that I decided to uh, look for an additional one. Um, it started because I was looking up this <clears throat> Aladino Cameroon and I found the review on Cigar Dojo and you'd think I would have that pulled up already, but I don't, but whoever did the review and I think it was Jordan, uh, suggested a pairing of a Belgian beer and while I'm, uh, I thought yeah. you did that oh. review. Oh, you know what? I did the review. <laughs> so I suggested a Belgian beer. That's so funny. Uh, it's, you know, what I, I did that, re obviously I did that review, uh, but I was looking, I was reading it on my phone and I'm looking, scrolling through, trying to find, okay, who wrote this? Who wrote this? Cause it's very well written and super intriguing. <laughs> and I totally want to smoke this cigar now. And I mean, I figured it was Jordan, but now oh, I realize, oh, uh, duh, I wrote it. Uh, but I suggested in that review, um, that, uh, a, uh, I said, uh, Boulevard, uh, Tank 7 Belgian Saison, which I'm not nice. a big uh, beverage uh, or big uh, Saison fan, but I wanted to go with something in that vein. So I happened to find, Randy, the Slowpoke Shandy uh, from uh, the cocktailproject.com. This is an interesting drink. It is two ounces of, they say, Cruzon single barrel rum. I went with uh, Diplomatico because that's what I had. Uh, one half ounce of the lime juice. I added a little extra lime just to give it a little bit more punch. Uh, a, a quarter ounce of ginger simple syrup, which I made today, Randy. I dug the ginger out of the ground myself. I sliced nice. it and diced it. I put that in the, the hot uh, simple syrup uh, mixture. Steeped it, Randy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for some steeping. And uh, steeped that for about 20 minutes. 
all to put one quarter ounce of it in my drink. So I actually bumped that up to <laughs> a half ounce. Uh, and it's, and then you top it off with a wheat beer. And uh, as much as I hate to admit and that this was even in my house, uh, I topped it off with uh, Blue Moon Belgian White uh, because it's a simple beer and I didn't want to overdo the uh, flavor in the, in the cocktail. But it is very, very interesting flavor profile. What's it called? It's, it is called the Slowpoke Shandy, S-L-O-W-P-O-K-E, Shandy cocktail. Uh, two parts rum, you know, it's half, half part lime, half part gin- ginger syrup, and I think I did about six ounces of uh, wheat beer. You uh, mix that all together, top it off with some ice, and it is uh, quite delicious. And uh, it's making for an interesting pairing so far. It's so ironic. I literally almost grabbed a Belgian wheat. Now, mine would have been uh, from Ogopogo Brewing in, in Orange County, uh, a small local brewery that uh, we just launched this week, actually, at uh, Delta Pacific Beverage, where I work. Um, and so I almost grabbed it. Ironically, I almost grabbed that. Instead, I went with a... Uh, so I'm also also smoking the Aladino Cameroon, um, just like Robbie is. So this is, as he said, a Honduran... I don't know why my focus is all off lately. Um, uh, a Honduran-grown uh, Cameroon on a Honduran uh, bunch and binder. I am pairing that with a dark lager from Fracture Brewing Company out of Portland, Colorado. This is uh, my best friend is the sales director here. Uh, as you can see, it says that it uh, tastes of coffee, raisin, and milk chocolate. So um, we've got the same cigar with very, very different beverages. So I uh, can't wait to kind of discuss how we believe that these, um, these pairings are going for us. Yeah, it's interesting that we both went beer, but in very different directions. Because um, <clears throat> yours is heavier, a bit more of an earthy flavor to it. Um, while I'm on the you know, more spicy, uh, brighter side. Uh, very, very interesting. Where did you say that brewery is located? Uh, Port- Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, I like fracture. It's it's a, it's a startup. It's uh, I believe. Oh, they just had their one year anniversary, um, awesome. a couple of weeks ago. So so they're awesome. they're brand new. I'm cool. and if anyone notices that I there's a second glass um, uh, in in the frame. Sometimes I'm also si- I had a tough end of the work day, so I'm also sipping on uh, three ounces of Noah's Mill uh, on ice. Oh, so. you dog, <clears throat> dog you. Did did you say on ice? Oh, nice. On, oh, on the rocks. You ruined it. On the rocks. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. You ruined it. You ruined it. Uh, you got all well, that nice you know barrel proof wait, action, wait. and you just water it down to 93, <laughs> back down to regular bourbon. Well, <laughs> regular bourbon. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I do have some exciting uh, ideas for an upcoming segment. I've been doing a lot of studying. You talked about the syrups. I even got, like, this whole little set of syrup pours for my cocktail bar like i've been doing the accoutrement because uh rob introduced a video i i think as a joke recently uh to to the no oh, i love that guy text thread i love that guy oh, I, the, the, so not uh, the, all, the, yeah what's his name the cocktail whale or something like that something like um, that yeah i'll tell you his elderflower margarita is fire there's a few other cocktails that uh i'm gonna have a talk with you guys about then i ended up finding this other guy that's also doing a lot of experimental uh cocktails and so uh, you you never know we might keep this whole uh what's trending in a certain segment uh 
theme going throughout the rest of, uh, of the season if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> uh, the, guys, the guy that I'm talking about is the Thirsty Whale on, um, thirsty on whale. Instagram. Uh, yeah. He is. Nah, he's nah. got some. I was. I was going through his feed yesterday, looking for some different cocktails. He's got some really cool stuff in there. Uh, a lot of things that I oh. want to try. None of them I felt were appropriate for today's show, uh, but yeah. uh, definitely check him out if uh, if well, you're interested. Well, he makes I'll, some pretty cool. I'll stuff. tell you. I, I bought some little dropper bottles. I made some saline solution. How have we been mm-hmm. doing cocktails without saline solution this long? I, like, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Oh never, I still haven't tried it yet. But uh, anyway, we're we're going oh. down a, a cocktail nerd uh, <laughs> rabbit hole here, uh, boys. What are, are you pairing? What are you smoking, Jordan and Eric? Eric, you're smoking the same as us, Jordan. All right, so um, we're all smoking different stuff here in the uh, studio pretty much for the most part. I am also smoking the Aladino Cameroon. Uh, Jordan, you have the? Oh. Nice. I'm muted. Alec Bradley Double Broadleaf, which is a Honduran-grown broadleaf wrapper, Honduran-grown broadleaf binder. Also has a Nicaraguan binder, has a double binder, and then it has Honduran and Nicaraguan fillers. Uh, Scotty, what are you smoking tonight? Oh, brother, I am smoking the Fratello Afterburner. This cigar is amazing. If you haven't got it yet, go get it. So that's uh, Corojo That is Ecuador, Ecuadorian right? Corojo wrap. There you go. And uh, Connor's smoking the same thing. Matt, what yep. do you got? All right. He's too far. He's reaching. Con- uh, Matt, not Connor, good God. Uh, is smoking the Liga Privada H99, the Connecticut Corojo. There we go. So a couple of Corojos grown in different regions. Jordan, I want you to describe this cocktail. So unlike Robbie and Randy, we tried to make our cocktail <laughs> like part of the theme. We always try to yeah, keep we it try, on theme. We try to like hook it. I don't know how, how good of a job we did, but we were going for like <laughs> – so so we, I based it on Japanese whiskey, which is kind of like – you know, kind of a scotch parlayed into mm. into you know, Japan mm. style, <laughs> uh, and then I just fa- I just tried to find a cocktail that was based on that. So we found the Black Ship cocktail, dark. It's kind of like a not not as you, you from the looks of it, you'd think it would be like Manhattan-y, but it's more like a punch kind of a flavor. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what style of Japanese whiskey whiskey we have, but it's Japanese mm. whiskey. It's got a a good amount of pomegranate, lemon. Um, it's got port wine in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. you shake it on ice and strain okay. it into a glass. Yeah, we are running Habiki. Habiki. There yes. you go. Habiki Harmony? Habiki. Is it Harmony? I don't Habiki. know. We're going to check right now. It's, yeah, it's Harmony. the Harmony. 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 There you go. Yep. Boom. So it, is, it is a weird combination of smoky and juicy. Um that you almost you wouldn't think would go to well together, but like in cigar terms, I kind of am, am, am thinking of this. I would have liked to have done like a San Andres pairing with this um, because of that smokiness that you normally get from the San Andres wrapper. They oftentimes have like a hickory kind of a smokiness, and then you a lot of times with the Nicaraguan filler get like a stone fruit finish. That's kind of what this drink is. Yeah, for sure. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I found a bunch of cocktails on uh, the Cocktail Project, which I think is going to be my new favorite website. Uh, they had several that uh, incorporated Laphroaig uh, scotch, which is very peaty scotch. And it's a, a small part of the cocktail uh, would be the, the peated scotch just for that extra smoky note. So uh, you'll probably see me uh, sampling some of those on the show moving forward. Um, so, Randy, what the hell do we talk about now? Well, so obviously, you know, the the, the big thing is is – so obviously they found growing regions where the plant can grow and do well enough to, to have a full harvest. But 
how does it impart a different flavor profile? And so um, just kind of talking a little bit about what we know about Cameroon. We can kind of go around, obviously, um, with three of us uh, on mic um, smoking the same thing. It'll be interesting to hear what uh, Jordan has to say about the Alec Bradley. But uh, I'll get his kick off with... Um, with Cameroon, and because you're the author of the uh, review that we're uh, that we're, that we're using, I'll let you kind of speak to tonight's. Um, but but I'd like to speak to a little bit about at least my impression of Cameroon in general. It's one of my favorites. I've talked about it a ton on the show. I I do pairings whenever uh, I, I get an opportunity. I love it with a mojito. Um, but the the, the Cameroon wrapper uh, is, is known to be like thick and toothy and have characteristics of woodiness, toasty, um, some spicy sweetness that that can almost be like toffee and caramel, which is uh, which is where I was going uh, with with my with my um, beer. I'll get there. Thank you, Jordan. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, but 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 you know when I, when I thought uh, of, 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 of <laughs> notes of toffee and and, and kind of um, uh, that woodiness, and and I really wanted to kind of compare to see how the Cameroon is expressed when grown in Honduras. So. Um, you know, we'd love for you to kind of talk a little bit, you know, um, off of what, what you're tasting here and how it varies from that classic, like, uh, Don Carlos, uh, Arturo Fuente Cameroon that, um, that I gush over so frequently. <laughs> Is... Robbie is muted. Robbie, you're muted. You're muted. <laughs> oh, I, I was I was smart enough to mute when I was clearing my throat, and then dumb enough to not unmute when I was done. That's okay. I will forgive um, you. But uh, yes, uh, Randy, thank you for uh, for pointing out. And it is actually kind of funny that I did write this review. Also shows how long it's been since I've written a review. Um, <laughs> it might have been, your but last usually review. I it might have been. Usually I take my own photos. But these were not my photos. And I just, whatever reason, I was looking at it on my phone. Um, so I, when I went back and I was, I was smoking the same size that I think you guys are smoking, uh, the Lonsdale, the 6x43. Uh, now I'm smoking the Lancero. Uh, so the, the flavor profile is a little bit more, it's a little bit different. Um, <clears throat> I know that this just kind of sounds cliche, but it's just a bit more concentrated. Um, I mean, I said notes of uh, cinnamon graham crackers, so commenting on that cinnamon that Randy was talking about. I think the big difference for me for this particular Cameroon when compared to uh, to others that were you know, not grown in Honduras um, is there's that sourdough kind of bread note, mm. and I'm definitely picking that up here, sourdough plus that crest, uh, super enjoyable flavor, and, the, and a molasses note. The molasses is actually kind of heavy, in this, and I'm wondering if that has anything to do with the rum that's part of my uh, drink um, uh, hashtag. What's the uh, what's the the word that we always use, Randy? Flavor hook. Um, that might have been why I picked that. But um, anyway, maybe not. Um, I also mentioned semi sweet chocolate and mild black pepper. I'm getting a, a more pronounced pepper uh, in this particular cigar. Uh, but I think the big difference, just to Randy answer your question, is um, for me is the richness from that molasses flavor combined with that sourdough note, which on the surface might sound kind of gross combined together, but it, it really totally works. There's that, that deeper sweet um, with that little bit of uh, sour after. Uh, to me, that just works really, really well. It's a super enjoyable cigar. And um, the Lancero is just as good, if not better, uh, than, the, uh, than the Lonsdale. Very, very good cigar. Super, super good. 
Just real quick, I'll, I'll chime in. I was, uh, yeah, I was waiting for you. Super quick. It's muted all the time. So. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Rob, I, Robbie, I wasn't muted that whole freaking time, was no, I? No, no, no. This no, let me go for no, a long time being muted. muted. Robbie nailed oh, all of the muted. flavor components really well. And here's here's the thing, guys. If you can get your hands on, and, and I have not smoked the Lancero that Robbie's having, so I can't 100% comment on it, but I would imagine it's similar to this. But if you can get your hands on the either Lonsdale or the Lancero that Robbie's got of the Aladino Cameroon. It is so good. Now, when I very first smoked this cigar, you guys, I smoked it in a, um, I believe it was like either a Robusto or a Toro size of it, and I wasn't sold on it until I had the Lonsdale, which is absolutely fantastic, and Robbie said it so well. There's like a sourdough crust, and, and then I would say uh, maybe to veer a little bit differently than Robbie, after that, it just it just goes right into cinnamon. But those are a, such mm. a great flavor mm. combination. The sourdough crust. Imagine like French toast made from sourdough. And then you've mm. got a little bit mm -hmm. of cinnamon sprinkled on the top. Like Robbie just really, really nailed that. It's just such a fantastic cigar. I cannot just, I, I can't not um, recommend this cigar enough. Like it is absolutely phenomenal. Now, I would say this, uh, Randy. It's not anything like the Don Carlos. It's not anything like any it Fuente. The uh, Honduran tobacco adds a whole nother element. That doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It just means that they're both amazing. I love them both. I'm really curious, though, to see what Jordan thinks of that Alec and Bradley double broadleaf because he's the first one that's smoking something different. Jordan, what do you think of, of that cigar? Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a little difficult to say uh, just because it's – uh, it's not only is it a Honduran broadleaf, but it's a double Honduran broadleaf. So they got it in the the binder and the and the wrapper, which would make it more gritty. You would assume just by having a recipe like that, which you don't normally see anyway. So I'm I want to say like you know it's it's a grittier than than the normal Connecticut. But is that because there's two broadleafs involved? I don't know. Uh, I could say from the look of it, it's surprisingly not as toothy as your normal uh, Connecticut broadleaf. Uh, it's got more of a smooth kind of wrapper to it, uh, but it does have it's it's a punchier kind of um, grittier profile to it. A lot of a lot of earth at the start. Uh, as I'm getting into the middle of it now, it's I'm picking up some some semi sweet chocolates and even like some black liquors through the finish. That kind of stuff. Now, Jordan, last week uh, after the show, I smoked that with bourbon, and it was this absolute perfect pairing, Randy. If you're if you if you're looking for the perfect pairing for the Alec and Bradley double broadleaf, straight up bourbon, brother, that's that's the way to go on that one, yeah, in my opinion. That's probably, uh, especially if you want how, like you know 115, 120 proof. Yeah, something like that. How, how many how many different cigars would you guess, Rob? That Eric would go out on a limb. And <laughs> <bet your phone. laughs> that bourbon is the best <laughs> pairing with that cigar. You bastard. <laughs> the, the, the big reveal. <laughs> Perfect fairy. Surprise. It does, it does sort of remind me of something. I mean, uh, does it? Huh. Here we go, Dojo. Another segment of season six is about to be wrapped up. And not only are we here to help create a journey 
of flavor experiences and help you find out more about your own personal preferences, we also want to keep you up to date with the newest and coolest trends going on today. Whether it's the hottest new beer style, the best cigars we smoked last year, or the biggest trends in the cigar world, Flavor Odyssey has got you covered. That being said, I would be remiss if I were not to mention our sponsors. None of this would be possible without Drew Estate. We're both proud and honored to have Drew Estate as a partner on this Odyssey. Drew Estate has 99 problems, but the H99 ain't one. This delicious beauty was named the number one cigar of the year for Cigar Dojo and is just one of the many of the amazing selections coming from La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate. Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate and ask for them at a retailer near you. One of the pound for pound top level Drew Estate retailers in all the land is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. The one, the only, smoke in. You will never have a bad experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff with over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick and mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com. He's got it down. Beauty. Yeah, we went a little Beautiful. long. It's we, like you catch there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, jeez. Like it's like you've done that before. Yeah, Read those reads. Uh, it's yeah, no, no. I, 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 I think that's interesting because you know I, I find that uh, uh, Jordan's description of the double Honduran broadleaf didn't sound and, and correct me if if you feel differently about this, Jordan, because I I'd like to almost ask this as a follow up question. I didn't hear in your description uh, a vast difference in your opinion between Connecticut grown and Honduran grown broadleaf. Is, no, is I don't think I don't think there's like too noticeable of a difference. And I think, you know, on a, maybe even a few of these uh, cigars that have this trend that we're talking about, uh, a lot of the advantage is just that, it, hey, if you can replicate a similar style in Honduras, these cigars, you're going to get that expensive broadleaf style for they're going to be able to make it for a more affordable price and it's going to be a more approachable cigar for everybody. You know, that's a great point. And that's, that actually applies to yeah. both the cigars that we're smoking here right. on the show as, as yep. everyone knows, obviously the labor in America to harvest and to, to, uh, to farm is going to be far more expensive. You may not be aware of what a, uh, a rough and rugged, uh, you know, environment uh, working and growing in Cameroon is, but you, you know they, they don't have access to to plumbing and and water for their farms. Uh, it takes a great deal of effort. There's a significant amount of um, of violence and crime and, and 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 other like wild crap you gotta go through. Uh, you know, I've I've literally read whole articles about just getting to the growing region uh, for tobacco in Cameroon, and it's quite a uh, treacherous. Uh, endeavor in general, just for like these uh, <laughs> these journalists to go and write an article about it, um, and so uh, it, it costs a ton of money for them to like deal with uh, everything that they deal with and getting getting it exported out out of the country in general. Um, that that the, the exporting laws and everything just really aren't uh, 
that well suited for uh, high level of exportation in general. So, um, so that's a yeah, I mean, kind of like, a cool point. Is just think is, about is, like is the price you, difference. The most common one that you find is Ecuadorian Connecticut. Like it's a little different than regular Connecticut, but not you know not so noticeable. The 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 biggest difference is just that now you can get it like. It's it's not a right. super expensive cigar, and it's got a kinetic, nice Connecticut wrapper on it. It's it's thinner. It's 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 a thinner wrapper than what you get. Like um, I, I feel like the most well, off the top of my head, the most uh, different taste is when you get those Corojos and the Habanos to Connecticut. Like mm, right. the the T fifty two and the H ninety nine. When you're getting these Cuban seeds into Connecticut, that is a lot different than what you're going to find uh, elsewhere. Sure. Well, well, again, you know, t- talking about w- how uh, the origin in uh, in Cuba is similar to Nicaragua as being very volcanic, um, where um, Connecticut has you know the riverbed and a totally different mineral um, base. Again, going back to the uh, like that being one of the real driving forces of where flavor comes from uh, in agricultural products in general uh, i w- i would say this is pretty significant and, and and you know eric said so as well like if you love um the um what's my what's the espinosa one i always forget the name the war war zone war, war zone thank you mm-hmm. yeah. I, like, I keep thinking warcraft um, <laughs> uh yeah if you like the war zone or, or or the don carlos and i'm a huge fan of both of those cigars and I'm a huge fan of this cigar, but it's a hugely different flavor. Yeah, it doesn't it is. have right. uh, like th- those are so woody. Like you get that sweet uh, cedar character. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I yeah. love I love your points about molasses on on the, on this, uh, uh, Robbie. It's um, much richer. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it has that deeper uh, that deeper characteristic. Again, not the not the like middle of the sourdough, but but as Eric said, that, that, that real crust that that, that like toastier note. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's got a lot of delicious flavor, but but really is you know in a in a blind you know Pepsi challenge, most cigar you know smokers are going to pretty quickly differentiate between these two. Now um, I don't want to so. put any of you guys on the spot here, but um, I'm gonna. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would you guys like to now? Just uh, uh, this past week. Um, General announced uh, a uh, cigar, the El Rey del Mundo, which is a shade-grown Connecticut in Honduras. Um, Mm. That's interesting, right? Shade-grown Connecticut in Honduras. What are some, Jordan, Robbie, Randy, you guys can chime in on this. Can you just envision some, some ones that we haven't heard of yet that would maybe be interesting? Like, what are some... Rapper styles that aren't in Nicaragua yet, or aren't in Honduras mm. yet, or on are not in Ecuador yet, or even the the DR that could theoretically uh, come out in the next you know five to ten years. Is there anything off the top well, of your head? Most a lot of things that you could bring to the DR that we haven't seen. Yeah, uh, but, almost everything, yeah, right? Almost everything, <laughs> right. but like you could bring in Sumatra or San Andres to the Central America regions be kind of interesting san andreas anywhere else right yeah right like sure. anywhere sure. else um one so, sorry jordan i totally cut you off you no i'm done i'm done um <clears throat> and i'll ask this question because I, I don't think i've ever seen one has there ever been a connecticut grown in nicaragua uh, uh yeah uh, i think the um 
the German tobacco Ramsate that came out last year. Right, and which is a fantastic cigar, by did the Claudio, way. Did Claudio blend that one? Yeah, yeah. that's right. That He's is, a really good blender, man. It's really good. He, he is. No, he is. No. I haven't smoked that cigar, but Weird so guy, that was a that blend. was a Nicaragua. It was a Nicaraguan, and he could do a pretty good keg stand too. Uh, I was holding my breath that night um, uh, that he just wouldn't hurt himself. Um, That was a Nicaraguan Connecticut. I believe so. I am. I think what would be cool would be a a, a Jalapa Connecticut. Get that little bit of that Jalapa, that Jalapa sweetness in there, in there. That could be kind of interesting. But a San Andreas, like anywhere else in the world. Take it to Ecuador. No. It seems that everything works there. I, I was about to say, yeah, I'd love Andreas. to say it in Ecuador. You know, we don't see a lot of Maduro come out in Ecuador. Yeah, you know? right. Ecuador is so well, well known for the, the cloud cover. And so right. it's, it's so ideal for not only rapper, but shade rapper uh, kind of specifically. Uh, I was going to say Sumatra in Nicaragua. As, yeah, that's, you know, that, one. that's one that we talk so much about sweet mm. and spicy. And then, mm. you know, you talk about the, the sweet and spicy, you know, g- general. Uh, effects of Jalapa and Esteli. So to, to have uh, Sumatra grown in both uh, and then like like get to smoke two versions of like this is the Jalapa one, this, this is the Esteli one. I think I think <clears throat> trying to drive some more like Jalapa sweetness into uh, Sumatra and tobacco would be uh, a fun experiment. Yeah, yeah that's Joe, a good one. Joe, Joe Machado checked in with Brazilian Broadleaf. Ooh. That sounds I Ooh. like, I like the alliteration there. That yeah. could be fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, take, take fun any, to say, take, if nothing else. It's just fun, yeah. Like it, it or just up some fun uh, take a Matafina and grow it. I've never seen it grown anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Pick anything right. to, oh, to uh, uh, what's the island? Ometepe? Take, <laughs> any, take, take anything out to Ometepe and just see if you can find a good tobacco that grows out there. I don't know. And, and just to be clear, just in case uh, the audience isn't super, super clear, like, like there, it, there are some... There are some natural limitations. Again, like I said, with with, uh, with the Ecuadorian being uh, always uh, so known for that that, that shade, um, that natural shade that it gets. So, um, with that in mind, you know, Mexican uh, San Andreas is such a great broadleaf. There's so, so many Sundays in uh, in Mexico. I'd love to see you know the the Matafina or uh, you know or or the um, the Aparaca taking to Mexico, potentially, you, you know, take yeah. it to another Ooh, yeah. hot, very like sunny area, but a different terroir. Um, and so th- there's another way to like k- kind of cross reference on, on where things are g- going to, you know, benefit from, um, you know, if you want something, you know, softer and more nuanced, you take it to the DR. If you want it to be, you know, sturdier and more durable and, 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 and hardier, you take it to Mexico. So I think there's some some Jordan, natural. Uh, hey, Randy, it, Jordan, and maybe you know this. I don't. I don't. I don't know the answer to this, but it seems like Mexico's uh, very, very particular about what you can do there. They have. Yeah, they have. They have, like they have tight yeah. rules. Laws, and I thought they loosened them up recently. I could be wrong, but like it was. It was had to be puros like across the right. board. Anything that's actually, right. you know, there's exporting that that doesn't really matter because that's what you see most of the time. But like brands like Casa uh, 1910, they're actually in Mexico. So like they were more bound to those, you know, you have to, it has to be all Mexican. And because of that, you see they have one of the more interesting ones is a Sumatra grown uh, in, in Mexico. 
So you, you get some of that. I don't know if they lifted that or not, but there was like a long time where it had to be everything was pure. Right. Yeah, I, I believe that they loosened that. I don't think they've completely relinquished, but but you're right. Yeah, yeah. In the days of Teamo and stuff like that, it, it, everything that was rolled there had to be a puro. Like you said, like they could grow anything there and then export the tobacco to be rolled in another country. Um, but yeah, there's been some great stories r- written on that. Um, but but yeah, if you just sent some tobacco in, planted it, grew it for a few years, and then shipped it back out and played with it elsewhere, uh, I, I, I still think Mexico could be a, a good growing grounds for uh, for some other hardy and, right. and, and Maduro tobaccos for sure. Should we do some audience yeah. pairings, Jordan? Audience pairings! Whoa. <laughs> wow. <Nice. laughs> Whoa. I don't even know. What I was, that was experimenting with that one. I don't know. <laughs> I liked it. I, I had to yeah, kick out a bunch of the it, uh, a bunch of the pairings, uh, guys. If I didn't think that they, they met the standards, sorry, we still got eight of them. Well, actually, three or four of them are, are Joe Machado, who couldn't get his long enough description into YouTube. Apparently, YouTube limits their comments pretty heavily. Uh, Joe, Joe, put it into Chat GPT and say, "Write this more concisely for me, please." It'll, it, it'll hook you up. I use it all the time. So, we got the Thirsty Oak. He's uh, smoking a Fratello. That is the afterburner. Uh, Penelope Rio with a uh, with a Penelope, Penelope Rio, which is Am, Ambur, Amburana and honey barrel finished bourbon. Uh, the creamy mm. coconut honey sweetness goes great with the salty, oily, rich Corojo tobacco in the cigar. 10 out of 10. Wow. Who's that? Who was that? That's Connor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Amburana and honey barrel finished bourbon. Okay, that's weird. But that's what he's got. Uh, we we Kevin need O'Connor. some explanations, but later. Yeah, we can do it right now, actually. Let's, uh, what, what the heck were you talking about when you said that, Connor? talking about amburana yeah i actually know nothing about it but it's like i mean we've all had it we all tasted it it's the penelope rio it's it's the super limited release and uh it's like it it tastes like almost like a pina colada in a glass um scott said it was like the old like sun tanning coconut oil that they used to put on and i mean it's super wide dropping it's it's very like yeah well wait what'd you say Hawaiian Tropic. Hawaiian Tropic. Oh, okay, cool. It's, that smells like pools in the 80s, man. That's what that smells like. <laughs> That's what the YMCA smelled like. All right. We got uh, Kevin O'Connor. He's got uh, Protocol Elliot Ness Maduro, which is a Nicaraguan broadleaf. with a mm. bur- which, That's one we didn't mention before the show. Um, with a bourbon ball, uh, bourbon, chocolate, and hazelnut liqueurs. Lots Ooh. of earthiness, wood, chocolate, and some light pepper spice. Pairing is bringing out tons of chocolate notes in the cigar. I like that pairing, Kevin. Nice. That sounds good. That was Kevin O'Connor. Kevin O'Connor. Uh, I'm going to try to Steve. write these down so I don't have to keep asking you. Right, 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 right. The fourth uh, one. We got Stephen Moses. He's got the <laughs> Alec Bradley double broadleaf with uh, Woodenville 100% rye cask strength. Uh, wonderful black pepper and spice. That's a good pairing. With coffee notes mm-hmm. on the retrohale. The rye is giving that classic sweet and spicy heat. Definitely a thumbs up pairing. That's. I wish I was doing that because I got I got the cigar with you, but your your drink sounds better than mine. Uh, Peyton Elvik has got chocolate malt with a double broadleaf. The same cigar, uh, chocolate malt with a double broadleaf isn't awful. I'm surprised. LOL. <laughs> a, cho- a chocolate malt like like the frozen chocolate yes. malt, yeah. a little that wooden spoon. Like, like, 
like what from Garyville. I yeah. wish you like would carnation the little, the little red and white thing. Just scoop it out. That, that sounds, sounds great. And the cigar does have that kind yeah. of that kind of note Oval going teen. on. Uh, Kevin Oval and Cuff's teen. got uh, the same cigar again with uh, Flensburger Dunkel, like light caramel notes. That sounds good, along with some uh, coffee, butterscotch, cocoa balance, well with the pepper, salt, and chocolate notes of the cigar. Uh, as solid as the flavor is in the cigar, the body is mild-mannered, keeping it from running over the beer. You had nice. me at Dunkel, Kevin. Nice. <laughs> you start. You start bringing out them German beers, boy. My ears, like my, my spidey perk. senses, start they to perk. Tingle. And then Joe Machado has a three comment. I like uh, that set up here. Oh. <laughs> uh, Joe Machado's oh, got a double broadleaf of a lot of Alec Bradley double broadleaf and an old Rasputin. This is amazing. Ooh. Wait for it. Ing. We need some more characters on YouTube smoking an Alec Bradley double broadleaf with an old Rasputin left over from recent episode. The cherry from the beer is strong, and the Man, we need some more characters on YouTube again. Old <laughs> uh, Rasputin from earlier episode of Flavor Odyssey. Beautiful cherry notes from the cigar are kind of muted by the. Okay, I don't know. I, that's. It, it sounds like I'm the only down. one. Am I, I the only one that like missed the the thing that like every single comment got longer and longer so i'm not so sure <laughs> yeah, that i buy yeah. into this whole character limitation i haven't heard about this character limit until now either yeah i don't know well, what that's but all if about you, oh. you don't need to repeat yourself over and over and over again <laughs> yeah, just, just complete the well I it reminds me of that scene in swingers where he's trying to leave the, the the voicemail to the gal he just met at the bar that night <laughs> called her back like seven times <laughs> never mind uh that's Moving what we on. got boys all right boys what do you think of all those right. I, I'm. I gotta go. Uh, I think it's uh, Kevin O'Connor. With Kevin the, O'Connor with had the, Elliot Ness Maduro Protocol and uh, Bourbon Ball, which is bourbon chocolate and hazelnut liqueurs. What do you think, Randy? The Bourbon Ball just sounds. That's kind of a cool cocktail. I've never had it. It sounds like it'd be really good around Christmas time. Um, but that just mm-hmm. sounds like a rich, decadent, uh, amazing dessert pairing. Yeah, I'm. I'm sold. I'm. I'm with Rob on, on this one. That the the description the. Uh, pairing nailed it really i i'm gonna say I, you get you guys you guys have the winner pick Steven so Moses. congratulations Steven Moses. to <laughs> kevin o'connor you guys both picked straight kevin o'connor but if somebody was gonna say to me what is the best pairing like Steven i almost Moses. <laughs> I, I almost said it. it was like well eric already well, kicked off that it's the perfect pairing so i'm pretty sure steven won this right out of the steven right Moses, out of the shoot steven Moses is good but I wouldn't. I don't like to go 100% rye. That's too. You're getting that's, like that's too a lot of much rye. of those like waxy, oily kind of. Yeah, uh, soften the edges there, buddy. Soften the edges. Flavors in that. I don't normally I like go. It. It's I won't good. go 100% yeah. corn. I won't go 100% rye. Uh, Steve, you got me, buddy. You I, got me. I would go either Peyton Elvick with the chocolate malt, yeah, or Kevin O'Connor. And because you guys went Kevin O'Connor, I'll go Kevin O'Connor as well. Kevin O'Connor, you got bragging Kevin rights. O'Connor! You got bragging rights, my friend. You are the audience pairing winner this week on Flavor Odyssey. Congratulations. Congratulations. Look at this. What what an amazing audience that you guys have. Like this, uh, there's no other pairing show in the history of pairing shows that have ever had such a savvy audience that uh, gets what we're doing and and makes these pairings the way they do. Because honestly, Kevin O'Connor's was great. Stevens was great. Kevin Acuffs was great. Joe Machado. Kevin Acuffs was, was awesome. I have four down here, boys, that I that could have won. 
Uh, what an what an incredible uh, a set of pairings. Good job. I I love it. Job boys. Yeah, it's it really does. Uh, I I know that you you've already said this, Eric, and I don't want to overdo it, but it does make this a lot more fun. Like it's fun to do the show, and Randy and I have a good time planning it and and all that, and it's and it's fun. But then to see that that you guys actually like participate because when we see how many people are watching and we know the viewers and everything, and that's great. But the comments and see people actually participating and doing and, and going out of their way to to uh, to be involved in the same pairings that we're doing or something similar. Uh, is a really cool feeling, so I really do appreciate that. And we still need to come up with a name for that core group. Yeah, we do. We're we're working on that. I, I think you, we should that's, call that's them up to you, the Robbie. You've got the Odyssey should... Oddballs. No. <laughs> oh, that's um, pretty right, good. So, that's pretty good. That's I was thinking so, we call so, we call them the Mouthfeels. <laughs> that's good too. That's it's a good, good, good punk band <laughs> name. Uh, the Mouthfeels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well, uh, j- just to round this out and hit on yeah. our pairings real quick. Yeah, I'll, let's do I'll, that. I'll, I'll speak speak yeah. to my uh, German logger again. Um, you know, toffee was one of the things that, that really tied me to, to this um, to this pairing. I really like you, you know at four point seven percent. It's a it's darker in color, but like you'd be surprised how light the mouthfeel is. Um, it, it really nice. is more, more caramel and toffee than it is uh, chocolatey. But there's some just some t- some hints of chocolate that I don't get from this cigar. But it, it's going. It's like adding that to the cigar. So it's it's finding the the synergy and, and the flavor hook on the toffee and that kind of sweetness that you referred to as molassesy. Um, obviously as a German lager, breadiness is always going to be, you know, a, a core element of, of the flavor. You know, when you drink a, a German dark lager, you, as you like exhale or, um, you, you really pick up, um, you really pick up, uh, some nice <laughs> breadiness that, that is a great tie in with the cigar as well. And then, uh, adding just those little hints of chocolate, um, re- really like enhance the pairing without overpowering the cigar. I think the cigar still the star of the show. I think the, the beer was like the perfect, um, intensity in general, uh, with a really nice, nice combination of flavors to, uh, to butt up against that cigar. Uh, for me, it's a big thumbs up. Thumbs up for Randy. Nice. That's I'm curious. I've got some, uh, I always, Randy, you know me, I always have some, uh, some black lager, some dark lager, uh, on hand. Uh, I believe I have a Spaceballs the beer from our good friends at, uh, <laughs> at um, uh, Original Pattern out there in Oakland. One of my favorite, uh, one of my absolute favorite breweries. Um, so uh, just to remind everybody, I'm down to the, the friggin' nub here on this uh, this Lancero uh, for the Aladino Cameroon. Uh, Rainy and I smoked the same thing, and right down to the nub on my uh, sh- uh, Slowpoke Shandy. So this is a really interesting pairing because. I wanted that earthy sweet, and whenever I think of earthy sweet, I think of rum because you get that sugarcane flavor, and that to me really jives with what's happening here with this: the cinnamon notes, the molasses, that bread, that uh, sourdough bread crust. You put that that uh, that rum right on top of that; it's pretty damn tasty. I actually, <laughs> this reminds me, I saw a clip just the other day from a Mad Men, which is a show I haven't watched in a long time, but it's a it was a Father's Day clip. And the daughter made pancakes for uh, whoever the hell the main guy was, John Ham. I can't remember his character's name. And he's eating these pancakes, and he's like, what did you put on these? And she says, syrup. And he says, bring me the bottle. And the bottle, it was actually rum that he poured on the pancakes, or that she poured on the pancakes. It wasn't syrup. She just thought it was because of the shape of the bottle. And he's like, just next time pay attention. 
She's like, well, is it, is it not any good? He's like, no, it's actually really good. And that's kind of what this flavor really reminds me of. It's like there's a little bit of that rum, that sweet, little earthy sweet. Uh, and the, the beer lightens everything up. Now, if I would have done a, a more intense Belgian beer, it would have been a very different experience. But Blue Moon is pretty meh on the flavor side. So it's, it's kind of enhancing the flavor while also kind of acting as a really nice palate cleanser. So you're, I think you're kind of getting the best of both worlds here. Um, thumbs up for me, but that earthy sweet was really, uh, really, really good, um, to go with this, uh, particular, uh, pairing here. I thumbs enjoyed it. up Again, for Robbie. Uh, Slowpoke Shandy, you can find it on the cocktailproject.com. Before very we, tasty. uh, before we announce the winner of this, uh, episode, let's go through ours just real quick. Uh, I'm going to give this a, a big solid thumbs down, Jordan. Thumbs down from me. Uh, the cigar, absolutely fantastic. I would smoke this cigar in any occasion on the beach, um, in backyard, at night, in the morning. It doesn't matter. This cigar is absolutely phenomenal. I love it. I would smoke it at any time. Drink, not so much. It's just it's sort of like a punch doesn't really match with the cigar in any way shape or form so for me the pairing is a thumbs down but the cigar is incredible jordan what did you think um so my pairing's closer um because you're getting those stone fruit flavors um that that kind of complement the dark maduro kind of quality and there's actually sort of an earthy component from those uh dark fruity flavors as well that is kind of a little bit of a flavor hook with the cigar. Um, I just think that it's still not quite there. The the smokiness of the Japanese whiskey it just doesn't quite jive with the cigar. I'll, I'm going to go thumbs down on this one. Scotty Brayband, Trinity Cigar Lounge. Are you going to go thumbs up, thumbs down? You had the Afterburner uh, Fratello Dojo collaboration with this uh, shipwreck. Is that what it's called? Black Ship. Black Ship. Uh, what did you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down. All right. So, cigar, huge thumbs up. Love this cigar. I, I cannot stress this enough. If you have not got this cigar, go get this box. You are not going to be disappointed. This is an amazing stick. The drink, on the other hand, sucks. <laughs> it was awful. It did not go. I mean, this cigar elevated that drink a bunch, but it was still not good. So, I'm going Just a weird drink. Up. Yeah, it's just a weird drink overall. Yeah. Thumbs down. Uh, Maddie, what did you think? Uh, very similar to Scott. So I took a, a sip of the drink before I lit the cigar, and I was like, this drink is terrible. And then I lit the cigar and took a sip of the drink, and I was like, oh, the drink is pretty good. So this cigar elevated the drink very well, and actually the pairing was a thumbs up. I would never wow, do okay. it again. Well, no, you can't give a thumbs up if you never do it again. <laughs> well, if I was <laughs> it's a recommendation. Given, oh, here. Okay. If I was given a black ship and only one cigar to smoke, I would smoke this with that. Right. I wouldn't right. go out of my way to do this pairing again, but the pairing together is really good. All like, right, the Connor, drink is actually pretty good. what did you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down, Connor. Oh, you heard about it. The thumbs up. Wow. Oh. Connor goes yeah. thumbs up. So there you go. We're, we're totally split here, guys, uh, with this drink. It was a, it was well, a Connor tough, didn't have the drink, but. It was a tough drink to pair with, boys, so we're kind of like split. Are you guys ready to find out who won this episode? I am, but do before this. we do that. I would yeah. like to. I'm going to take the, this. I'm going to make the executive decision, and we're going to announce the name of our core group. 
and because it's in the it's in the comments here. Okay. Wait, can I? I, right. oh, I was gonna say there, I have a few comments. You want me to do some of the? What the guys oh, let's saying? let's do. I've I've already kind of landed on one, but let's let's look at. You've got a few. Let's look at. Them. <laughs> so there. Well, now I'm now I feel like I've lost him. Uh, yeah, you got you got five seconds. I had him. There was a uh, Odyssey Good. Odd Odyssey Oddballs. Okay. Yeah. There was. I lost him. Sorry. Go, just, Odyssey, Odyssey right. Oddballs was the winner for me. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I ruined it for I, you. I like that. That, that was the one that stood out for me as well. Odyssey Odyssey Oddballs. What do you think? We need a shirt for that, Randy. Randy looks Randy. confused. Oh, oh, so Chad, Chad, Chad had I, mouth, I just, mouthfeel fellows. Okay, Doesn't no. quite roll off the tongue. No. no. Uh, Chad, <laughs> you lose again. Chad, you lose again. Uh, Kevin O'Connor had Odyssey Journeyman. That sucks. Yeah, it doesn't roll long. off the tongue. <laughs> There, there I love how the guys in fight. the group are just yeah. going to get are just getting berated. Kevin O'Connor, <laughs> Kevin O'Connor gets both ends of the spectrum today. He wins, yeah. and, and, and he's a jerk. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Odyssey Oddballs. There we go. Well, we're gonna I like that. The confusion was Joe Machado. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you, okay. Randy? Well, no, don't don't uh, take credit for it, Randy. Don't take credit for it. I was just confused. I don't see the comments. I'm not like Rob where I like watch Facebook at the same time as I'm on the show. No, it's, it's right like, here on our didn't screen. I, wasn't I the one that said that? Oh, uh, he said I'd buy an Odyssey Oddball t-shirt. So maybe he was referencing what you nice, said. Nice, I just think that's nice. great. It's I love it. Yeah, Odyssey, Odyssey Oddball t-shirt. We can all oh, agree that it's going to be pink. And then we have Ryan T. has core group name compromise between Robbie and Randy equals mouthballs. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I don't. Uh, I don't. There's really, a shirt coming, but I don't know. If, uh, I see how positive. All right. I don't. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> am, am I. Well, I don't even want to know. Don't, it's, just don't mention uh, your don't, chin, and we'll be fine. Just don't. Just don't ask any questions that you don't want to know the answer to. Uh, yeah, let's see what the how the audience uh, how the audience uh, <laughs> voted on that one. Oh my! I don't even know. Oh, Robbie takes a sixty-four percent to thirty-six. Robbie, you are a champ this week. Wow! For the that feels good. Far from terroir. What is wrong with people? Episode. <laughs> Robbie, so give us a give us a speech. A winning speech. Spike that football. I, you know, I, I, and I'll do my, I'll do my little dance. I actually, sometimes I just know what I'm going to pair right off the bat, depending on the cigar. <laughs> this week, I didn't really know. Uh, I completely forgot that I was the one who wrote that review. Totally, obviously, that was uh, full disclosure. <laughs> uh, but I did, I did read through it, and I thought, wow, this cigar sounds really good. I know I've smoked it before, but I don't remember writing that review. It was three years ago. A lot's happened since then. Um, but... Um, I, I really wanted to find something that was a little bit different. So I actually spent a lot of time looking for this one. So I appreciate the audience votes. Thank you all. Uh, and I highly recommend the drink. It's super tasty. Um, it's And it's a, a long drink, not a lot of alcohol in it. You could have seven or eight of these and you know, feel pretty good about yourself. So um, thanks for the votes. But uh, Randy, one of these days you're going to figure it out, man. <laughs> Look at him. Ouch. Look at I, him. I think you're... Your hat game is stronger than mine this week for once, but uh, usually I, I win that game too. And Robbie was already in the lead on the overall scoreboard for the season. So it's just, just Randy, you got to you got to dig deep, Randy. You got to dig deep yeah. next week. I'll, I'll, I'll have my comeback next segment. There you go. Yeah, I hope so. You'll, you'll, you'll get your one your your one episode winning streak out of the way, and then I'll 
I'll get back on. Uh, on oh, track. boy. But, uh, oh, boy. All right. Well, well what's right. going on next week, Rob? Uh, well, I was actually going to throw it to uh, back to the dugout and see what's going on on Smoke Night Live this Friday. I think. All uh, right, so Friday, boys. Guest. Thank In you. Studio? Yeah, yeah. Uh, tomorrow at seven a.m., Eric Bay from Black Star Line flies into Colorado. He's going to be doing an event tomorrow night. I think at Smoking Cave. In Littleton, uh, Colorado. So if you are in the Colorado area, go to Smoking Cave tomorrow night. Hang out with ne- He's one of the absolute coolest cats in the industry uh, from Black Star Line. We absolutely love Eric. In fact, he's hung out here in Dojo Studios many a time. And so then Friday night, he'll be here in studio sitting next to me. We're going to be talking about uh, a whole bunch of stuff that's going on with Black Star Line. Get this, guys. Robbie, Randy, get this. Black Star Line. They ventured out of the Aganorsa family, and they're making a cigar called Rosewood 1923 with Black Label Studios, James Brown. So we're going to be talking Ooh, nice. to Eric all about all these new releases. They also have a Mr. Fahrenheit release that's coming out of PCA 2023, which I'm leaving for a week from today. So Eric Bay in studio two nights from tonight. It's going to be amazing. Love that guy. That's awesome. Eric is a really cool dude. I yes. I met him the last time I was at Dojo Studios. I, that was for the, what was that? Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, probably a couple right. years ago. Yeah. Um, and he's just a cool guy to chat with. Like, he just loves, he freaking just loves cigars. Chill and dude. Just love, yeah, it just loves what he's doing. It's, it's, it's energizing to be around people who just, just really love what they do. Yeah. So, uh, he's, and he's a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, Randy, uh, to answer your question, uh, next week we are going to have Eric will be on the road. Yes, he'll be mm. indisposed. He'll be our Eric, un- don't do un- unavailable. Don't, don't do it, Rob. Uh, <laughs> but, but, no, but, but we're going to we're going to be here. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. oh, yeah, flavor <laughs> is happening. We we already yeah we we have a, a the after dark episode is already planned. You yes. have to join the uh, on, the OnlyFans page it's to know about that one. Uh, but uh, the we will have a wild card episode. Uh, next Wednesday, Randy and I are going to powwow. Uh, we've got a, a long list. We've got like 35 wildcard episodes, like a bunch of different things that don't really fit into full segments. So we're mm. going to have to uh, throw some uh, darts at the board and see which ones uh, we land on to uh, to pick for next week's. But that's what we'll do next week. Will be a, a wildcard Vegas prep uh, yes. show. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll do like. Like, come up with your favorite kind of Vegas pairing. What's a Vegas pairing for Ooh, you? Ooh, I like that. What does that mean to you? What do you yeah. think, Randy? How do you Ooh, feel about that? I love it. Hey, there it is. Let's call it right Vegas here. pairing. Yeah, whatever that is. called your shot. R- Robbie, Randy, uh, just real quick, uh, because this is the end of this segment. We did the emerging cigar trends. Mm-hmm. And I just want to ask both of you, put you on the spot. Out of all of these emerging cigar trends, what do you think has the most stick to your ribs? You know, which, which one of these emerging trends seems to have the most lasting effect on this cigar industry out of all of these four. What would you say? Large ring gauge. Well, well yeah, it's, <laughs> it's interesting, right? It, large ring gauge. Sure. I mean, that's a thing and it's, and it's here to stay. Um, we did barber poles, um, which I mean, those have been around for a while. I don't know how much they really move the needle. Um, I think they're fun. I think they can be super gimmicky. Uh, and what was the third one? Why am I? Why am I missing uh, the third uh, one? Uh, Maduro binder with a uh, oh, that's, yeah, uh, all of these wrapper. Wow, it's it's like we picked these on purpose. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's 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 a obviously that's been around for a while and that's got staying power. That's old school but new school at the same time, which yeah. I think is pretty cool. Um, to me, I think 
the way forward for the industry is tonight's episode. Is I agree. Ways, Robbie, I agree. Is, yes. Yeah, I agree. Finding That's ways the most to, interesting one. Yeah, well, Save it's just finding ways to innovate and make it and make things new. Um, yeah. When yeah. I was with Mombacho and we released the uh, the Casa Favilli, uh, which was a, a Nicaraguan broadleaf, we were super excited about that cigar, um, and it was it was really successful right when it first uh, was first released. Uh, then the company went in a different direction, unfortunately. But um, it's I, I mean, you have to do this kind of stuff for a myriad of reasons, like the things that we talked about. It's it's getting your consumers excited. It's finding a way to make a Cameroon wrapper that's affordable, that you can have it locally sourced. Maybe it's maybe a, a side benefit of growing Cameroon in Honduras is it's a more stable wrapper. When you get Cameroon from Cameroon, it can be kind of finicky. It can rip, it can tear. It's it's pretty thin. Uh, maybe if you grow it locally, it's you can have better luck with it. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons uh, from a, a business standpoint to do it, but from a consumer interest standpoint, it's just what's new, what's next. That's what everybody wants. That's what everybody's wanted for the last decade in this industry. This yep. industry is really, really strong, and that's the way to keep it strong moving forward, in my opinion. Great argument. Love it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how you debate. <laughs> the, the other debating partner doesn't even Destroy say anything. Him. He, just, he just says, yeah, that's it. That's it. You win. That's it. You win. That's it. I'm sold. I'm <laughs> done. Uh, I, I have nothing to say. Uh, that was all right, real quick, boys, uh, before Robbie signs off, uh, just real quick on um, PCA is coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I'll be there a week from tonight. I'll be in Vegas. And I want to tell you guys that the dojo is doing something absolutely new this year. We're going to. We're going to change the way that this event is covered. So we're super excited about that. Robbie will be there. One of the ultimate original dudes in the industry. Robbie Raz will be there. Randy, one of the up and coming superstars of the industry. Jordan, the superstar producer, he'll be there. We're going to be doing something brand new. Hopefully we're going to be bringing you guys some super cool content. I hope you boys are excited as I am for PCA 2023. It's the most exciting event of the year. For premium cigar smokers. I am excited. And Eric, can we set a thing where you call me every morning and just get me hyped up before the rest of my day? <laughs> Absolutely. I love what it. What do you guys like, think about uh, Joe Machado says, maybe we could produce Candela somewhere most of you guys don't hate. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Good job, Joe. <laughs> Ra- Randy, I want to uh, get, get your comment real quick, Randy, on uh, PCA 2023. What, is the, what, is, what, what are your thoughts? What do you think is coming up that we're going to see? Well, I'm... I'm dedicated to to bring Dojo something unique, different, and special. And I promise, more than my shoes are coming off in the club this time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, more, more than my shoes. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Randy, I don't know how many drinks Randy's had, but the last five minutes, Randy has just. So yeah. wait, wait. Randy what said happened? he's bringing something unique and like new to the show. So yeah. he's showing up. <laughs> Scott, you're so mean to Randy. <laughs> Man, well, even I, I, I pick be, on Randy. I wasn't even going to go there. Yeah, yeah. A sixty-something percent. I mean, loss. I, I just, I don't know what, what to do from there. I, I loved his argument about, uh, about what's new. Honestly, when we all talked about like where we'd like to see something next, everyone had ideas. We talked about that. 
uh, more intensely than, than we did a lot, a lot of other things for the show. So I agreed with Robbie. Uh, as far as Vegas goes, you know, I've taken some shots, you know, for uh, for being shoeless in a club, um, which isn't even true. It was, there was a, a there was a, a water featured <laughs> dance floor. It's not really taking your shoes off the club. It's just like engaging in, in the uh, accoutrement of a rooftop bar. And so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 going shirtless on the roof. Yeah, uh, for for Vegas 2023. It's gonna be lit. I hope everybody like ha- has an opportunity to to, to tune in because it's gonna be some really fun content. Absolutely, the content is gonna be amazing as always. Uh, really looking forward to that. And as Eric said, it's the best event of the year. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I just look forward. I get to see so many people that I only really get to see like once a year. And the we, we produce a lot of content, but sometimes the, the best stuff we keep for ourselves. Ooh. Is that wrong? Like we have our, our little yeah. side conversations and hanging out with people that we only get to see like once a year. And no, it's really so true. Maybe, maybe, Randy, we should all wear like, like, um, like James Bond, like uh, put some cameras in our glasses or something so we record mm. everything and nobody knows i'm walking around with an apple headset the whole time <laughs> yeah just live stream the whole thing maybe, maybe we do that and, well fun. and you know the one of our favorite moments of the entire thing is just hanging out at our airbnb in the pool and the pool. we will be yeah. doing like nightly uh broadcasts just kind of sum up what we saw that day that kind of thing that's yeah. that's actually the best part of the show to be honest yeah with you. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Looking forward to seeing you boys in person, getting a big Randy hug at the airport when he's sitting there waiting waiting for me with a Bloody Mary. Always. Randy, I can count on you for that, buddy. Always. Um, even though I continue to destroy you on the show, you still uh, <laughs> you, you, you take it you take it with grace. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in. This was a lot of fun. I really liked this this segment and this episode specifically. This was a lot of a good conversation, a lot of fun things to talk about. Um, we will be back next week. We have a wild card, and then we'll let you guys know what's coming up after PCA as well. Uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as the Odyssey continues.